Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to the White Tail Legacy Podcast. We're all set up here down this creek bottom. Being buck fed here a bunch of times, so good chance to see it on him. Meh. Smoking. I think he just crashed, bro. <laughs> Absolute money, dude. It's 76 degrees out. We just set up 80 yards from a buck and killed him at 18 yards. Here we are. We're set up on a scrape that's been absolute fire in the last eight days. We know a shooter went in here to bed this morning. Matt. I smoked his ass tonight. You get it? That was at eight, dude. That's at eight. Fucked out October 28th. Homies up for the rest of November. But absolute incredible season. Both kills on hanging hunts, right on the beds. Just making it, making it happen. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast, coming in your ear holes with episode three of the Rutcation Podcast. It is Halloween night. We just got done trick-or-treating. Rainer's over here doing some spelling words. What's, your, what's one of your spell, spelling words over there? We. That seems like an easy one. <laughs> He's doing some spelling words. I'm going to hit this uh, record button for you guys and knock this out. But before we get into that, let's get into the people that make this possible. Um, if you guys have not checked out Exodus Outdoor Gear's YouTube page, they have a a list of incredible content on there from how to utilize trail cameras, buck kills, blood trailing, podcasts they've done, whitetail cribs, um, just endless, endless amounts of content um, when it comes to whitetail deer on that page. So if you guys have not checked out their YouTube, I highly suggest that you do. 
Um, and if you are in the market for the render, the last call email went out for that rental 27% off bundle. So this is going to be your last chance if you want to save that 27% off on that cell cam render bundle. Your last chance to get it here when you're listening to this podcast. So if you hop off here, head over to their website. You can check out um, RUT27, save 27%. All right, let's get into today. Um, today I went out to the Urban Piece and on Trailer Park. Um, had a real easy setup. I actually went and hunted my food plot stand for the first time. The I got five does in there and one button buck daily, and they have just destroyed the food plot. Um, it's in the cover art of the podcast, and uh, it's just absolutely destroyed. There's no hardly any of it left already. Um, they've been hitting it every day. They're in there like noon, one, two. Um, when I got in there, it was a pretty calm morning. There was It was a nice day, so there was a lot of noise from the neighbors. People were out walking their dogs. Um, people were out calling their dogs. I heard the school bus go through. So there's a lot of noise that was going on. Um, I had a doe come through, and I could tell she was getting chased. Um, she's breathing heavy and kind of just running all over the place. And then I heard some grunting, so I got pretty excited, and there was a little forked horn um, bumping her and grunting. Um, then I end up seeing another doe kind of fade in. And then I had a big body deer coming through the brush. Um, couldn't tell exactly what it was. It was kind of angling the plot, um, get trying to get downwind of the scrapes that were there is what I think he was trying to do if it was a buck. But he was kind of angling. And then the trash truck came through, and it was really, really loud. Um, I could see the trash truck go down the road from my stand. Um, and when that trash truck was coming in, I seen that deer just, it was coming straight for the plot, to the backside, of those scrapes. And then he just edged straight off and went the other direction when that, uh, trash truck come and really scared him. But I did do some scouting on the way out. Um, and I noticed that the neighbor is not hunting anymore, or there's been no one there. I can see one of their stands from the way I accessed the property and all the straps were broke on it. Um, and it looked like it had been there for a long time. They used to mow the trails. They're all overgrown. So I did try to call him to see if he'd be interested in leasing it or, you know, seeing if it was okay if I did hunt that area. Um, I called him twice, didn't get him to pick up the phone there, but I'll probably be trying to do that in the future. But that's where this buck is bedded on him. Um, he did uh, he did not show up on cam today. So that deer is in there for a couple days. He checks that doe bedding, and then he rolls out. Um, so once I get him on that cam in the morning, I need to hunt the evening to have a shot at him, but getting close to his bedding on my property is tough, but the neighbor's is only like nine acres, um, and there's no one on it. So if I could get that nine acres secured, I could get into where he's bedding a little better, a little better access and maybe have a shot at him. But, um, that was my morning. Um, I, I didn't have to hang a stand. I actually had a stand hung there, and uh, none of the deer spotted me out. At first time I sat in a stand, you never really know. I did cut a few more shooting lanes um, just kind of behind the stand of just two or three limbs that um, the buck chasing that doe came through. Um, and it was one of those spots where, like, man, if a buck backdoors me, he's going to go right there, and then you didn't cut it when you hung the stand, and then now you've seen a deer do it, so you're like, I got to – I got to uh, – got to get that stand up there. So went over there, did that, cut those limbs. I cut a trail all the way through the woods um, to that stand. So it's really, really easy to get in and out and uh, got back out. My, my middle kid, Bladen, 
he had his uh, Halloween walk at 1030. So I got out at 10. And that's the first time I ever got to go to that. So um, where they walk out with their costumes for the school. So I was able to make that. And then um, I took, we planned on trick or treat tonight. So I knew that the evening was kind of a bust anyway. So I just hung out with the kids, cleaned up the house a little bit. um, And, uh, enjoyed hanging out with the kids because I know that uh, here soon I'm going to be in the woods all day. What'd you say? Oh, I didn't go to yours. I know, yeah. I didn't go to Rainer's because my other kids were sleeping. Mom told me to stay home. That's on her. You're going to have to talk to her. But uh, how was trick-or-treating tonight, Rainer? Was it, was it good? Yes. How much How much candy did you get? About 1,000 pieces. 1,000 pieces. Um, how much is okay for Dad to eat in a tree stand? Zero. Zero? Zero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you better be. You better keep a close eye on that candy. It's gonna start slipping out. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna get. Uh, okay. Plans for tomorrow. My plan is we're gonna have kind of a wind that's switching, um, south west to southwest. I think I'm gonna go and hunt a pinch, um, that I haven't hunted before. I ran a cam there, and a lot of the deer are there like four or five in the morning. So. Um, I'm not real sure if I'll have good luck there, but it's a place I could get in and get out, get in the woods, not bump a lot of stuff. And if anything pinches off that field a little later in the morning, I'll be able to get a shot at it. So I'm going to go in after Joe. That's what I named the the bent um, G2 buck. Um, shout out to a listener. He messaged that and said that I should name him Joe. So I'm going to go in on Joe and see if he's there. Um, like I said, the big 11-pointers went through there. Um, the great eight has been through there. So there's three shooter bucks that have been through there in the last three days. But like I said, it's all nocturnal movement through there in the morning. Just going to go in there and, uh, have a good hunt. And then, then I will be hunting the evening tomorrow. It's going to be really warm. I'm about to make a decision on what I got to do there. If it stays, um, that South Southwest, I think I might go hunt the, uh, the North North corner stand that I actually have a permanent stand hung up. Um, it depends on what the cams show for tonight and tomorrow morning on what I plan on doing. But that would be the game plan tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to call another guy and and uh, see what he's thinking. But just as a nutshell, what I think the Bucks are doing, it's heating up. Bucks are moving a little bit more. This hot weather is going to put a damper on things. But does not don't let it. Um, sorry for that interruption. I had a guy, a kid, knock on my door. Light's not even on, but he was wanting some candy. So. Um, had to, <laughs> to get that going, but uh, um, solve that problem. But yeah, the bucks are they're moving, but the bigger deer are going to be moving in the security cover. So if you got some scrapes and security cover, um, or if you can get into a good doe bedding area, they are coming back. But mornings will be hot these coming days. It's warm out, so do not overlook that morning um, in a low spot in a valley or something. And if you do hunt evenings, make sure you are tight to bedding, tight to doe bedding, tight to buck bedding. Um, so you can actually see those bucks up and moving um, in those hot weathers because they're not going to get up too early, even though it is the rut. I experienced this a couple years ago. We set all-day sets and seen zero midday movement um, when it was hot like that. So, all right, let's see if I can get Tony on the line. All right, we got Tony on the line. How are you doing tonight, brother? Good, my man. Thanks for having me on. It's, uh, it is the time to be in the woods, in my opinion, and I'm, I'm fired up. How's, uh, how's everything going your way? Uh, it's a little slow. Seen some three-year-olds passed a really good buck uh, last Wednesday, um, a good four-year-old. But uh, it's going to pick up here real quick. This heat, though, is going to damper things some. But uh, what, what are you seeing in your woods over there? 
Man, I got to tell you, so a couple days ago, um, you know, everybody always talks about, you know, when does the rut hit and when does the rut hit? And I, two days ago, I had a, uh, I had a doe come out at, a, at 11 o'clock and uh, 30 seconds after I had a buck that I've never seen before. And I have cameras scattered all over this property. And that, that buck was 30 seconds, uh, not even um, behind her. And tonight, I, I hunted a different property tonight, but another property I had uh, right next to doe bedding, I had a doe came out and another Another buck was following her probably a minute behind. So it's literally the 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 waiting game and just being uh being in the right stand at the right time. Obviously we have fifty degree weather right now. So uh, you know, would would thirties or forties be ideal? Absolutely. But I think right now it's just being in the right place at the right time and uh, you know, just just getting your shot. Yeah, I put a big emphasis on those mornings. You know, it's gonna be seventy here coming up for us, but it's still gonna be high 40s and 50s in the morning and a couple years a couple years ago when I actually did this same thing where I recorded every day um, we got our butt kicks out there but we had really good movement in the morning and we counted we encountered a 190 inch deer um, on a day that was supposed to be 76 degrees first thing in the morning you know in between two different doe bedding areas so yeah you can uh you can catch them like you said you just Got to, especially in the evenings, you need to be right on top of that doe bedding area and catch them coming out. Um, yeah, are you doing to... the same strategy in the morning? What are you looking at in the morning? Um, in the morning, I'm gonna hunt. Uh, the tomorrow morning, I'm gonna hunt a pinch coming off some ag that's pretty far in, um, and there's some scrapes going back into where they bed. Um, it's more of a I can get in and out very easily without bumping any deer than um, a like go in and kill spot. But the chances are there. I've had three shooter bucks in there the last four days, but they've all been 4 a.m., 5 a.m., 6, you know, right there close. Um, I had one at 6.46 a.m. So, I mean, that's really, really close. Um, so, hopefully a doe just holds them out in the field a little bit longer. And um, there's a big uh, water drop-off pinch that they have to go around. Um, and I'm going to be tucked up right on that where my wind blows into that, and I can sit there and be real – real conveniently to get in and get out and not bust anything because most that property is mostly field besides this one spot so if i go try to get on those fields it's i'm gonna bump deer t for sure yeah absolutely dude i thought tonight was the night man i had a, a joe come out she was looking heavily into this thicket um i knew a deer was going to be coming right behind her she came out another one came out now both of them are all milling around a little bit and all three of them are looking up into the thicket. I'm like, oh, here he comes. And then I ran out of light. But uh, today was big, man. One of the Exodus boys put one down this morning, a real nice one. And uh, I'm sitting in my uh, my buddy, uh, his name is Josh. He was on an episode of White Tail Kids. Um, he put a, what he thinks to be an eight-year-old down tonight as well. So, you know, Halloween night was absolutely popping, regardless of the, the temperatures that were out here in our area. Yeah, Halloween night's always good. Um, and I know a lot of people are, or uh, I people have been messaging me and saying, hey, "Man, my cams are dead right now." And uh, a lot of those cams are on scrapes on field edges and and scrapes, you know, in opener opener areas. And I, if you want to kill those deer when it's warm like this, you got to get into that security cover or really close to the bedding or, or doe bedding. And uh, that's where I, I had a buddy, real good buddy Brian. He shot a hundred and. I think it's a 168-inch public land buck last night um, on a scrape. And crazy thing was is he had a daylight picture of that deer last year, 24 hours, hitting that same exact scrape 
um, the previous year. So that deer was hitting that scrape within 24 hours in daylight. Um, so that was pretty, that's incredible. pretty cool. Um, but yeah, Dude, there's something, I don't mean to interrupt you. There's something to that. So there's a specific deer. Um, this is the second year that I'm on him and he, I had him on trail camera, like one day apart in the same location, same time. And the second time that I saw this deer was last Thanksgiving hitting us hitting a same scrape and i called it a triple scrape. there was three scrapes right next to each other so one area then another then another on the same tree and if i don't have one down i'm gonna bet that i'm gonna see that buck if he's still living at that same spot same year year after year in that same scrape i bet it happens yeah i'd say a really good chance that he'll be right there hitting that scrape it's so crazy but i don't know if it's the photo period that they're following or what it is, but that was pretty cool. So definitely a chance to kill bucks, uh, 100%. But, uh, like I said, tied to that security cover. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be right outside where they those does are bedded in that pinch. Hopefully a doe comes off the field late. Um, and I can catch a buck traveling through there. Um, and it's where a lot of my shooters have been through. So it's kind of this like a numbers game. There's been three or four shooters in there the last three days. So why not go in there where, even if they, it was, you know, nighttime picks, early morning picks, um, you're putting your odds in your favor when you're going in there where you know at least where they had been. Um, and that, that wind tomorrow southwest is, um, and for the morning for me, that's going to be west switching to southwest. That's that's the issue for me. That's going to be pretty challenging. Yep, totally agree. I'm, I'm going to be hunting the very same thing. I have a, uh, a pretty nice funnel that comes off of uh, dough bedding, and it's actually – probably 150 yards um behind some houses um but the property starts there and basically um continues on south however uh this funnel they they use a ton like they bed close by these people's house and they work their way into the fields from there but i think i can catch one tomorrow i had one tonight so we'll we'll see how it goes like i said i just chose the wrong property unfortunately and that's that's just how it goes sometimes you know yeah, that's how it goes. One good thing, um, for you know, if you do know a buck is in there with a doe, sometimes he will hang out. That doe's close, so you can get yep. in there and uh, make a move on him. But um, you uh, you ran some ads on the podcast this year, so go ahead and let the listeners know a little bit more about that from the man behind the the company instead of me talking about it. Yeah, I appreciate it. So, uh, guys, my name's uh, Tony Sangelosi. I'm the uh, founder of 330 Archery. We're uh, based out of Northeast Ohio and uh, custom string builders. So um, I've had uh, quite a few people contact me from, uh, you know, asking questions from the podcast. Um, just an average, normal nine to five working guy and build boat strings in the uh, in the evening for you. We, we use uh, 452X, one of the best materials out there. Uh, we keep our volume pretty low, uh, not because we don't want the work, but we love to be able to turn around your strings within a week. Um, you know, I, I can't tell you how many, how many guys I've bailed out this year of, Hey, I was walking in the woods, fell and, you know, uh, there's some issues with my strengths now or whatever. So, uh, you can find us at 330archery.com. That's the number three, the number three OH is in the letters and then archery.com. And a lot of people ask where that comes from. So my area code is 330, uh, you know, my, my old Instagram handle used to be 330 so that's where uh, the 330 archery came from. But uh, I'm really, uh, really proud of being part of this podcast. I've listened to this podcast for a very long time before we came partners on it. So I'm just uh, really appreciative of, uh, of our partnership, man, and look forward to working in the future. Yeah, I appreciate you uh, hopping in there. And uh, 
we started talking before I ran ads and um, got we we were talking almost every day there for a while on text yeah. messages and I'm like, man, let's do something. Um, I love to support a good dude that's trying to you know just make make his uh, what he loves to do for fun into something that he can do to make some money to take away some time to to be able to do some stuff that some more time to do what he likes to do, you know? Um, so that's what we're all trying to do with, you know, with this podcast, with your company, we're just normal guys out here trying to have a little fun, have a little more time to do the stuff we love by making a little extra money somewhere else. You know? Absolutely. Yep. So, so I get it, man. Yep. Same thing. Well, so, good luck to your hunting there. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, good luck. I know you said you're going to go help a buddy get a deer out. So it looks like you already found it though. So, um, yeah, I'm waiting for him to pull in. He shot, uh, like I said, he this is the biggest deer of his life. He's got, uh, he's got a very impressive wall, and uh, for him to be as excited as he was and say he can't breathe, uh, I'm excited for him to pull in. He says yeah, that's okay, always so the I'm best, pumped. man. That's always the best when you can go help a buddy get a deer out. I, there was Amen. a thing a couple years ago when I said, you got to drag two bucks or two deer out for other people, and then the good karma's on you, and then you're killing deer. <laughs> I love that, dude. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. I was like, you got to help at least two guys get a deer out, and then you're going to kill for sure because the, dude, the deer gods go are – yeah. I'm just going to go park at the public hunting. Yeah. And ask for help yeah. Yeah. Like, you need any help? I'm trying to get my karma up, man. <laughs> oh, I, love I haven't helped anybody drag one out this year. That's why I haven't had an opportunity that that's, that's the problem that I got going on. So, all right, man. Oh, well, get, get well, after yeah. Him, yeah. Good, good luck hunting out there. Appreciate you coming on. All right, brother. Talk to you soon. Yeah. Talk to you See later. You guys. All right, guys. Well, there you have it. Um, Looks like Ohio's heating up pretty good. He's got a buddy that shot the biggest buck of his life. Uh, Brian, my buddy, he's in central Illinois. He shot the biggest buck of his life on a scrape. So, like I said, don't, don't – a lot of people will say, well, I'm going to wait the heat out and not hunt. No, go out there and hunt if you got the time and uh, just try to get tied to that bedding cover and uh, tied to those bedding scrapes or in that doe bedding area in the evening. And then that morning, the morning is going to be – It's I know it's hard to wake up and get out there but that's going to be the time you're going to be able to kill these deer. So appreciate you guys tuning in to day three here, Halloween night. Be coming at you tomorrow. Um, Try to do the right thing. Try to leave a legacy. We love you, and Whitetail Legacy is out.